Hey everybody, welcome back to Black Belt. Or Bust. I'm Misty. And I'm Keely. So today we are doing another post-match chat. So coming out of the Danielle Kelly Seminar in Savannah, Georgia. Yes, at the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu School in Savannah. Mm-hmm. It was Nogi, for those of you that are wondering. Yes. <laughs> Leg locks, some X-card stuff. It was good, especially for small people. Um, I definitely recommend that if she does a seminar, you need to go if you are like 120 pounds or less. So, we wanted to just kind of discuss some of our thoughts after coming out of training because we did the seminar, it was three hours, and then the seminar was three hours, and then we did an open mat afterwards. And it was a lot different than some of our recent camps and seminars and stuff like that because this was women's only so it was just kind of a different experience I the reason we wanted to do a post mat is I, had, I just had this big epiphany where it's pretty much last weekend right was that yeah. our camp? last weekend we did the pedagogy submission fighting camp and then this weekend we've got the Daniel Kelly seminar and Spending a weekend surrounded by a huge group of dudes that could probably just kill us and maim us if they honestly wanted to and they didn't, and just how intently we trained. And then today, it being just a lot calmer and very, like, very easygoing. And I'm not just saying it because it was a women's seminar. It was just a different dynamic. And the reason I had this epiphany is because last weekend reminded me of why jiu-jitsu is so powerful. Why it makes me feel so strong in order to handle myself against larger opponents, aggressors, etc. And then this weekend made me feel... It reminded me that jiu-jitsu is also beautiful. It doesn't have to be this aggressive being. No. Where it's, you can have flow rolls and just go in and out of positions and setting up leg entanglements and doing catch and release. And yeah. It can be... It can be this kind of like two gorillas going at it ferocity, but then it can be also like these two serpents dancing around one another, like going in for lunges and strikes. I don't know like why the imagery popped in my head right now, well, it's, it's, but it's it's just it's I've felt two different things the past two weeks. Yeah, and a hundred percent about what you're like. I see that, and I felt that like. For myself as well, especially going into jujitsu this week after the camp, I had a big mindset shift. Exactly. Yeah. Things that I know that I'm more capable of, being more aggressive. Um, I I don't know what it is because like we didn't even have to be aggressive at the camp. We were rolling with guys, so we did have to balance our strength and our technique. I think it was. Rolling without a mental restraint. Yes. We're we're always rolling with a hesitation. Yes. Expectations. And expectations and automatically like we're winning like we're fighting a losing battle. And they were they were so uplifting in a way where they were like, just fucking destroy them. Like <laughs> I know yeah. that probably doesn't sound so eloquent, but it, in a way, it was, why, what's holding you back? Why are you afraid? Why aren't you committing to this movement when if you just did this, you could be extraordinary? Yeah. And then today was, like, the subtle movements where it's like, oh, 
you just do this, this, and this. Yeah. So it's like, the, the past two weekends have had some similarities where they pointed out the simplicities. Where it's like, you just do this. And all of a sudden, it's this mind-blowing experience where it's like, that changes everything. Where last week, we were encouraged, be heavy, be pressure, be low. And then this week, it was all about extending someone out, utilizing your smaller stature to be able to exploit either the knee bars or setting up in the, like, outside and inside cross off. She's like, you know, just being able to set up all these things by extending someone out. And then last week was all about, like, caving them in on themselves and taking advantage of that. I just... There's similarities and difference. I, I don't know where my mind's going with this right now. It's I just, felt like, all like, the place. No. I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Like, you're... <laughs> you're you get, uh, communicating you get not very clearly about the differences and, like, what jujitsu can be and what you can allow it to be and what it needs to be. Right. So, being at the camp... What it did for me was let me know that I am more than capable of doing the things I want to do within jiu-jitsu. I'm a lot more powerful than I think. And the expectations I put on myself every day don't need to be there. And they were released from that camp. So now going into the seminar this weekend, you know, I was able to take in the technique. I was able to ask you questions because it was things you were really familiar with. And seeing someone my size or smaller she's actually a little smaller than me how powerful she's actually she actually is in her jiu-jitsu especially if you watch her compete and developing even more confidence in my size and skill set and then we did the open mat and we rolled with women I didn't break a sweat I probably had to like breathe like, I breathed a little heavily after my first roll, but it was kind of like a warm-up cardio little roll. Yeah. But I didn't have to use any aggression with any of the women I was rolling with. Like, it wasn't necessary. And I was able to really be confident in my technique. And I was placing myself in bad positions as well. It was like, I was on top. I'm going to get a guard. I'm going to pull these people on top of me. I'm going to work out of, like, their side control. Let them get to side control on me. I didn't fight so much for my guard retention. And I was able to trust my skill set and flow. And I was telling you that, you know, there was a, a female black belt there. And she and I were talking, and I was telling her, I was like, I really don't like to go hard in rolling unless I'm doing competition training. Or unless I set that intention for my roles during that class where it's yeah. like, no, we're going to work on our A game. We're going to go really hard. We're going to push the pace, the aggression, those things. And I said, but sometimes I just want to roll the roll. I want to roll lightly. And she wanted to roll with me because I communicated that to her. And she and I just flow rolled. Yeah. And I was able to ask her some questions when I got stuck in a certain position. So there was a lightness today and it felt really good because I felt more confident in what I was able to do and I was able to help the other white belts that were there because I know if I truly needed to allow my skill to be full with my strength full and my aggression I can do that with a white belt and dominate a white belt. Yeah. If someone who doesn't have much experience on me or doesn't train like I do I know that's there but there's no point 
in me being aggress aggressive and trying to tap these people, I know I could probably tap. I don't want to. I want to get out of bad positions with them. I want to, like, help them and, you know, there's literally no, like, what's the point in me trying to destroy every single person in every role? I'm not getting anything out of that anymore. I don't want, I don't want that. Well, and especially whenever you're rolling with, you're rolling with other people, it can, it can go so many different ways and today was just wonderful in a sense that it's like every role we had it was one of those like I know I could feel where it's like you're not as comfortable with this these are some of the things you're gonna do I don't need I don't need to I don't want to say pull rank because that's not that's not yeah. what I mean I don't need to use all of my abilities on you today. Yeah. I don't need to do like a 10 second submission on yeah. you. Like that that wasn't the environment today. That was that wasn't the feel of the room. It was everyone was just enjoying the ability to be able to roll with a female and especially a lot of them were newer females too. So yeah. it's like I don't want to sit like I'm so happy that you've come to this because as a white belt, I would have been nervous going yeah. by myself. So I don't want you to leave here with a bad experience or like, oh, this upper rank just like beat the shit out of me. Like yeah. I hate life. You know, that's not the intention of today. And so being able to roll like the first couple rolls, I could just feel where it's like, I don't need to use weight today. These Some of these girls were bigger than me or my size. And it was like, I'm not using any weight today. I'm doing just points of control. I'm going to go slow. Who said jujitsu has to be fast? Yeah. You can be slow. I know some of the, like, best pressure games I've felt are, like, painstakingly slow where you're like, please move, please move yeah. away, please go away. Or where you just want to tap for pressure. Like, yeah. Don't even, you're like, please just submit. And, and like I said, didn't use pressure and weight and everything, but it was one of those, like, I'm going to move slow enough that if you had the opportunity to move, that's great, but you had to make kind of the right decision. Just looking off of responses, I had one girl in full saddle, primary and secondary leg control, and she's just looking at me, not trying to get out or anything, and she's like, am I supposed to tap? I was like, no, I want you to try and escape. And I wasn't saying it in like a sarcastic manner or anything, I was like, no, I genuinely want you to get out. And I was like, I, I want to feel what your response would be. I want to practice adjusting toward these responses. And she was like, but you have it. And I was like, it's not all about tapping. Yeah. Some days, would it be great to be like, I'm hunting for it. You know, like last weekend, everybody was getting ready for competitions. The hunt was on. Yeah. Today was not that day where, you know, if catch and release is your thing, there you go. If you just want to work on getting in positions. I mean, we had just done leg entanglements and sweeps. Why were people not going to the exact same sweeps or leg entanglements we just learned? Yeah. Those are the best times to apply techniques is immediately after. Yeah. Because the person who taught you is there. So if you have a question about something that you just did, you then can go to them as a resource. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, with um, Cobra Kai, the show, right? So, I got placed in Miyagi-Do. She, yeah. I would not belong to Cobra Kai. Yeah. That's what okay. both Keely okay. and David have said. Okay. They're, the whole reason is that we don't think 
that Johnny's teaching style would benefit Misty, we think that it would be like a day. You know how like there's a couple of episodes where new students come in because they see the competitions and then Johnny's immediately like, no new students today, go, go home, like just not dealing with it and they immediately walk out. I feel like Misty would be the person who kind of like drifts in and he's like, yeah, I want to start here. No, I don't want to be here. And like, yeah, done. So we got placed at Miyagi-Do, kind of like Hogwarts houses, right? I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. They're whatever. We're at a point of contention whether I'm... I have always identified as a Ravenclaw, but apparently I'm actually a Slytherin. I'm still coming to terms with this. Yeah. So I got placed in Miyagi-Do, which is fine. I felt very much understanding of that placement after rolling today. analyzing the karate kid with David I wouldn't go that deep right but my realization came from the fact where I'm like I could allow 100% of my skill set to come out today and just be like yeah like I fucking got this many taps you know strike first you know or like like with Cobra Kai where it's uh, what is it strike first no mercy that wasn't me and like but like even with the Miyagi-Do kids you have these they're like soft but they can still fight back when needed. So it's like, if they're actually doing something, it's not going to constantly be this, like, aggressive I gotta shit. Tell David, I gotta tell David part of this. What? Oh, I'm dying. You want to say the Cobra Kai saying again? What is it? Strike first, no mercy? Strike first, strike hard. Strike first, strike hard. I don't fucking care. Like, I... I already said that, like, I'm not good, like... Okay, let's just go with no I'm mercy. I'm a casual fan. We're just, just going like, to do that. We're yeah. just going to say no mercy, So, okay? the whole point is that I got the reasoning for that house placement, that dojo placement, because the way that I felt was, like, I don't have to fucking attack in these crazy ways. Like, I was like, I wanted to be placed in bad positions. I would go under them and just try to come back up, like, stuff like that. But I understood that whole ideal in, like, martial arts as a whole anyways, because it's very, like, yin and yang and balance and what we talked with Natalie about. Yeah. So, you have, like, that masculine and feminine, where you do have those moments of competition training, we're going to go hard, and then those moments of, no, I can flow, I can just be in bad positions, I can play, I can work on the stuff that I just learned, like... See, the days, like, today, it's, like, today felt graceful and smooth and I had never done any sports where I felt like a woman yeah you know what I mean where it's like you feel graceful you feel beautiful like beautiful and it was like the first time I did judo that's that gave that to me and then it's like I also had that today where I felt <laughs> like as important as there is like I felt beautiful being able to do jujitsu and like getting in and out of these positions and setting up entanglements like it just it felt beautiful and especially for, you know, someone who doesn't feel like that a lot, it's, like, that's big. Yeah. And people are like, you're re you're literally wrestling and trying to kill people. How is that pretty? You know, I'm a little sadistic. Maybe that's just why. Yeah. So, side note, you talking about Cobra Kai immediately makes me think of the shirt David got me, which is, I get called Koala a lot, so it was Koala Kai, which I did wear to lift, 
But the reason I'm thinking about that now is I, listeners, I have learned some unfortunate koala facts from an Aussie. And I was told all koalas, like, eat the eucalyptus leaves and fall out of trees. Learning any good koala facts right now. So if anyone listening has a joyful koala fact, please send them to me. Because I need better facts than falling out of trees because they're high and Sorry, that is a side note. Ask an Australian. The only other Australian I know is Sophia. <laughs> Actually, so there is a girl that her tag is koala jujitsu. Uh-huh. I feel like I just need to message her and be like, I need a koala fun need fact. Joyful I need facts. a koala fun fact. Sorry, um, I know that was a weird tangent. Listeners are like, what the fuck is going on right now? Well, you identify with jujitsu animals. So we do, and I feel like that should actually be more acceptable. Like some people were like, "Which animal are you?" And they're like, "What?" Because like your spirit animal and your jujitsu animal are can be different. Yeah. Like Misty's a hummingbird. Yeah. And apparently I'm a koala. But I think the <laughs> like <laughs> Misty's like, how but, do I get this back to what we were talking about? No, I just think like the epiphany that you had today, and like what I had was like. There's literally no point in being in the show and trying to just fucking destroy each other all the fucking time. You can have fun and get ready for competition, but, like, at the end of the day, you want each other to come back. And you don't want to be that reason people don't want to come back to jujitsu. But what I gained from one thing helped me with another thing, to, like, today. And just, like, what I carried on through the week. And like you said, the beautiful balance of what jujitsu is um, is so important. But I think for people who are newer, learning to flow roll and learning to be uncomfortable in bad positions. Because when you get to a certain, if you're new, if you're like someone who's like a purple belt or higher, like you already know what the fuck we're talking about. But like for someone who's new, new feel like you're playing survival all the fucking time. Like, you are. Like, when you start jujitsu, you're constantly getting out of mountainside control. Like, you can't even do guard retention yet because it's hard to retain your guard because <laughs> you're getting inside control all the fucking time. So you've got to learn how to survive. But once you persevere through survival and you start gaining your skill set to get out of certain positions, Yes, everybody in your gym is going to progress, so you will have moments where you're playing survival mode again. Then you come back out on top, and then you're playing survival mode again. Yeah. But for the most part, if you are in an, like, if you're brand new and you're a white belt, so you're playing survival mode right now, which we all have to do, you get to a point where you can dominate a lot, and you know the people you can dominate against, and to be honest, it's still not worth doing that. Does that make sense? It does. And it makes me think of, so, first time rolling with the guys last weekend, it was, okay, to keep myself safe, I'm going to probably have to be more aggressive. They may not see the best side of me right now, especially, like, you know, like, white belt guys that are going to try and hurt you. You feel it. You know it. Like, last week I had an experience where, like, I felt like I was going to be in survival mode the whole time. You know, so, like, my mind when we rolled was just keep yourself, like, try to keep yourself safe. You know, do what you need to do to get through it. 
And then today, rolling with some of these ladies, the second I laid my hands on them, you know. Especially those of you that are like blue belts, purple belts, up. You feel the energy with this person for what kind of role you're going to have the second you put your hands on each other. Yeah. You can you can feel their energy. Like if you, if you can feel when it's like they're going to try and spaz. They're going to freak the fuck out. Like, I mean, I, I've seen a couple roles recently. I mean, where it's an upper rank taking advantage of a situation where it's like, this person doesn't know any better. Yeah. Why did you have to go 110%? Why does this blue belt need to go 110% against somebody who's obviously a white belt? Yeah. They don't. They need to acknowledge what they they do and don't need to do. Yeah. Like, today, we were, we were able to acknowledge, all right, they don't need competition me today. No. They don't need pressure me today. You know? They need gentle Keely and Misty today. Yeah. They need technical control. Pinning, like, nothing's more frustrating than when someone is able to pin you down without pressuring you. It's very frustrating because you're like, how the fuck am I still stuck here? Being able to do stuff like that, acknowledging the audience that you're rolling with and rolling appropriately. Yeah. You know, being able to do that. And some, like, it takes a lot of experience. It, like, for example, I mean, we've gone to a couple camps now, a couple seminars, stuff like that. It takes some experience to figure out what you can and can't do. What, like, if, I mean, if you've got injuries, if you've got other things that you need to worry about, that's going to influence how you roll. It really is. Or it's going to influence if you do or don't roll. I mean, for example, we've seen a couple of, like, black belts that are going to sit out. Where they're like, I'm not rolling. They're choosing not to roll. That's their business. Yeah. They've obviously made this decision for them. Don't be upset about it. If an upper rank says no, don't be upset about it. Yeah. You know, it it could be anything from they're tired, they've got something coming up, they've got injuries. One, they don't have to justify shit to you. But also, maybe they acknowledge... You're spazzy as fuck. I'm not going to roll with you and get hurt. Yeah. You know, so whenever you're rolling with new people, you need to be able to think of like, okay, what audience am I rolling with? How should I roll today? Yeah. You know, like feed, feed it off, feed off the energy that's being provided to you for how today is going to go. Because if it's shitty, if it's, if it starts becoming bad, ask yourself, is it because this person led the role the direction that it did or did I yeah you know it's it's roles made up of two people I was gonna say something and I uh, my tangent oh uh, no I forgot what I was gonna say now I'm frustrated because I can't remember and I think I was good <laughs> all I know is but that like, uh, so you don't know uh, I keep starting stuff with like you don't know this or you don't realize this at one point, I was distracted in a role because I was looking over, and you just looked so peaceful. I mean, you were, like, you were on bottom and getting out and being able to, like, turn over and shrimp out, and you just looked so peaceful. Oh. I just want you to know that that, that was so <laughs> nice to look at. Like, <laughs> it was probably weird, but it was so nice to look over and just see how, like, peaceful and happy you were. But the peace, the peaceful, the peacefulness has come from the fact that I've had a place survival a lot in high, like, super stressful roles, right? Yeah. So, like, what happened when I was a white belt and I really just had to suck it up 
and just survive. And yeah. now I can get to the point where I'm like, oh, it's cool if you get me in this side control. I know you really shouldn't be here. I shouldn't let you get here. But, like, the more people get there, the less likely you are letting people get there. But getting out is just as important. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm okay. I feel safe. Or, like, it also depends yeah. on the person and when you do it. Because we talked to a couple people that they're like, Whenever you're closer to your competition and you're competing on a high level, don't do this. Don't develop bad habits where it's okay if they get there for you to work out. Yeah. That's fine, like, but closer to your competition, you need to really be focusing on your A-game and not letting that shit happen. But, I mean, if you're a hobbyist and you're like, I want to work out of this, that's fine. You know, there's no true right or wrong, but no. be aware if you are competing on a high level, there's times to do this and times not to do this. So, yeah, and then I just remembered what I wanted to say. So, like, one of my goals going into the seminar and knowing there was an open mat afterwards, I specifically wanted to roll with women who were smaller, who were actually closer to my size and my weight. That was actively my choice because I don't the chance to roll with people that small. Um, and I had that opportunity today, and it made me, like, really happy that I was able to do that, and I was able to talk to them, and just feel good about where I was at, and not have that stress of, like, no, I need to roll hard, like, it's an open mat after a seminar, I'm like, no, we just did three hours of drilling, which didn't feel like it, and now I need to roll, but I would like to flow roll, because we got to drive an hour and a half, I was going to say we're going to have four hours. Sorry, y'all. Four hours. My brain. We've got four hours each way. Obviously, it's like zapped. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I also. Side note, ladies, those of you that want to show up for other women, it's fucking possible. Yeah. And and soapbox, because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother spiel. Yeah. Um, you know, like Keely said, just show up. But like, it just felt really good training today and it, like training with all those women. I realize um, that we have so many like subliminal messages whenever we some of our podcasts where we're like, don't do this, get right back to the conversation, so it's like, you, if you weren't really listening, you didn't hear it. <laughs> Shit. I forgot what I was going to say again. I'm so tired. Because we're women showing up for other women. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like what Keely said, you know, we had a black belt show up in our area, someone who competes, and who is smaller, just showing up and out like just to go to the seminar and support them in their jujitsu and be around other women who love jujitsu who are trying to learn and grow as well I, that's what I really liked and it's such a contrast it's almost a contrast from last week but last week was just fun and like I don't know last week it was great because it was also like we're one of the only women who gives a like women here who gives a fuck but to add on to that Got gentlemen that are at your gyms that there's not a lot of women. Especially when there's seminars and open mats where it's women's only. I know some guys are like, if we did a men's only, that'd be like a fit. Different story, different time. If there are opportunities for women's only events, even though part of you might be bitter, being like, well, how come they get their own special event? The Like the rest of you, Think of your train your your female training partners. Jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu, but it still means a lot for us to be able to work with other women. 
Yeah. So, regardless about how you personally feel, don't take it out on your partner. Don't be discouraging at all. If they're, like, excited about it, or if they are thinking about going, really encourage them. I mean, there were two white belts there that had never worked with, like, they're really, really, really new, and they were just, like, starry-eyed that there were so many women in a room. They were just so, they were just so excited to be surrounded by other women. It didn't even matter if they picked up any of the techniques. It didn't matter anything. They were just, they could not believe there were other women in the room. For those of you that don't have a lot of women at your gym, or have one or two, no matter how inclusive you are, sometimes they can still feel ostracized just because they are a woman in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Encourage them to go to these things, if only to realize they're not alone. Yeah. Even if they come back and they're like, oh, it was stuff that we've done before. It doesn't matter. They finally got to be surrounded in a room of women. And I know that we're, we bash on like hoorah, rah, kumbaya shit, but sometimes you need it. Like, today was about, we were in a room of women, and we got to work. Yeah. You know, and that, that was nice. That was very uplifting. That was very joyful. Yeah. And we don't get that a lot. No. Well, especially women who want to train and, you know, push each other and learn. Like, I felt there were more women there who wanted to learn. You know what I mean? Versus women who were, like, out for blood. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's I get what, that. that was fucking nice. I get that. It was, everyone was happy just to get something out of it. It wasn't like, alright, I need to beat the fuck out of every woman in here. No. That wasn't the vibe. That wasn't the atmosphere. No. That wasn't the intention. Like how, you know, like yoga practices, they ask, like, what is your intention? Yeah. I feel like if she would have asked that before, like, everybody's intention for the day would be to enjoy jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like... <laughs> I think another reason I enjoyed Lawrence Greenville. Yeah, um, I got it. Okay. The one of the reasons I also enjoyed today is because there have been times I've gone to open mats and people are just out for blood the entire time. And sometimes you're not you're not feeling. And I I mean, physically I'm either not there or mentally I'm not there and I stick it out because I'm going to train. I know it's important. I know it's good for my jujitsu development, but. Sometimes it's not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for... Sometimes it's like, yeah. do I really have to do this today? Or you're hurting. Or you're not mentally there. Sometimes if you're not fully mentally committed to having to go hard, that's when injuries happen. Yes. If you're not on top of keeping yourself safe, that's when you will get hurt. Yeah. And I also want to... I want to point out... We have officially reached 50% of our listeners are male, 50% are female. Woohoo! Go guys! Um, actually, it's technically 50% female, 47% male, 3% non-binary. But we hit like 50%, like around 50s. Yeah. Right? I think that's an achievement. Um, that not, like the large, like almost not the largest proportion is female. So that means that we are speaking to some of the guys, right? Yeah. Just because we said today was like that today was like a nice enjoyable light experience that does not mean women do not have the potential to have intense hard camps seminars etc it's just the intention of today's was not that i want to point that out so don't for some of y'all that are listening that are like oh that means that the girls camps are easier how that's not what i meant i think like i just wanted to point that out well okay because we 
we have that contrast from last week. Like, we were ready to go into that camp from last week. We knew we were going to train hard. We knew we it were going to be... made clear to us that it was going to be hard training. Yes. We knew that these guys, like... I had an idea an idea of them. Keely actually knew who they were. But I knew going into this, I was going to be... I was going to come out dehydrated. I was going to be hungry. Um, I was going to put in the work. And that was mentally... I was prepared for that level and intensity of training. Exactly. Today, I barely broke a sweat. And I still enjoyed jiu-jitsu. I enjoyed jiu-jitsu last week, training at that level of intensity. And I enjoyed jiu-jitsu today, taking it a little bit more lightly, making new connections with people within the community, finding out more places we can train, having people come train with us. That was the big thing, even with that contrast, was what we had. So, like you said, doesn't mean we can't train intensely. Sometimes we don't want to. Well, or we don't it, need to. But it was the it was the communication of it. And, like everything you said was spot on because like the communication of this was like let's try to get some ladies together. You know, let's be able to train. We've got a female black belt coming in. It was about the experience. Yeah. Whereas the last one, it was made it was made perfectly clear you are gonna like not you're gonna hurt, but it's like in a good way. Like you're gonna train. You're gonna train so much. <laughs> So, like, a big part of it is also the communication. Pay attention to that. If you're like, I want to go to, like, this hard camp or this hard seminar, pay attention to how they communicate. If they straight up say, I'm going to, like, beat you into the ground and make you work, yeah, that's what you need to expect. Yeah. So, like, for example, I know some ladies that are like, oh, we're going to do a competition training. This is going to be so great. Everybody's going to show up. It's going to be social hour. That's not what they communicated. No. They communicated it was going to be hard. If you if, say comp training or competition training, you're going to die. Just a little bit. I know that I'm going to be... Like, I'm ready to work. Ready. I'm showing up to work. Yes. You know, that's where you make sure you've got your electrolytes and your gallon of water. If you start cramping, you fuck. And your snacks because you go through that work. We have applesauce. We do. We've got applesauce in the pet, but the cooler. Shit. I forgot about that. We always have carbs on hand. Like, <laughs> See, they always have snacks. Um... Actually, yeah. I don't even know where it is. I might send you back there. Oh, it's right behind you. I might okay. send you back there in a minute. Um, but that's like the contrast that we experienced going from one seminar to another and how, how different seminars can be. <laughs> Which brings up another valid point. So it's like, and that they're all great. You can get different things from them. So you have this broadness of what jiu-jitsu can be. Like you said, it's how fun it can be and how beautiful it can be. And they go hand in hand. And then sometimes... They're not neither. Sometimes jujitsu is neither fun nor beautiful. Would you like an yes, please. Yeah, pink or blue? Uh, whatever color this That's is. Pink. Okay. Pink. 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 Um, whatever jujitsu can be. Sometimes it can be like rough and you're hating life too. But sometimes. Well, that and then sometimes you don't know what you need, or sometimes you think you know what you need. Like we were game if it was going to be hard training. But we, we kind of went in without, I mean, we, we went, went in with the expectation of being like, oh, it's Daniel Kelly's seminar, hopefully we're going to be learning, like, some of these techniques that she uses. Yeah. But we didn't go in with, like, it needs to be this kind of training. Yeah. You know? So sometimes the experience is based off of the expectations you set for it. Yeah. And well, last weekend we expected her training and it made me feel strong, 
And then this weekend, I was just happy to be around women, and it made me feel beautiful. So it's like kind of going back to like in the beginning. Yeah. It's based off of what you hope it's going to be. So I'm going to add this little caveat to what we're talking about. The term open mat. Yeah. It's got to be, because like we were going into a camp last week. It wasn't an open mat. That was like the camp. We knew it was going to be. They tell us who we're drilling with. They tell us. They tell us what we're doing. The training. They tell us the technique. Like we're, you know, they say jump. We say how high, right? When you see open mat, that means you are at your own. You're the boss of what you do. Yes. I think I was trying to combine like multiple terms. But you actively get to choose what you want out of that training session. Nobody else dictates. So it's like you're not doing rough or tough specific training with like certain people. Like you get to choose who you want to roll with. You get to choose how often you want to roll. You get to choose how hard you want to roll. Like you get to do that at an open mat. Or you get to drill the technique you just learned. You get to have situationals. You get to meet new people. You get a network. I know it was very nice in that it would be like everybody kind of rolls or like half the group is rolling, half the group is communicating because they may all have come from similar gyms or the same gym. If you go to the same gym with somebody, for example, Charles E, Misty, and myself came from our gym. We actually ran into two girls from our area that were there that we didn't know were going to be there. Did any of us roll with each other? No. I think maybe one set of us did. Yeah. But it's we always have the opportunity to work with each other. If we've got the opportunity to meet other ladies, to roll with other ladies, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna work with the other ladies. Like, well, like I said, you Misty guys, and I maybe talked once. Yeah, but like you and Charlie can kick my ass in the gym every day. Why did I come down to Savannah just for you to kick my ass at a different gym? Why did I drive four hours each way? Like I'm not to rolling go with the same you. people. I am not rolling with you. <laughs> so but like, but like I told you, I said the only people I want to roll with were either you had an intention. Yeah, for I had my intention, which was like I'm rolling with people who weigh 120 pounds or less. Like that's it. And but I, I rolled with a couple of people who were bigger, but that yeah. was fine. But they they were also like different rank, where yeah. it was either like great experience or yeah. you could work on some other things. Yeah, I will say. I really appreciated that you had the opportunity to learn from somebody your size. Yeah. That's invaluable. Yeah. And, like, that was a big driving force. Not only being like Danielle Kelly, because you know how, she, how well she's doing. Yeah. To win, but also being like, here's a small female. And, like, she had just had a post on Instagram where it was, like, her against, what did you say, UFC fighter. Yeah. And it was, like, haha, jiu-jitsu works. And she's, like, diving at his foot. Because, yeah. you know, leg locks are the equalizer. We've had that discussion with Mia Strong before as well, where she really is excited that she's at a rank where she can use leg locks. Because, especially in absolute. It's 40 minutes. But just so many wonderful things. Yeah. So, the device we're recording on is about to die. So, I'm sorry, etiquette. It's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good cutting part for today's <laughs> episode. So, we can but, save material for later. Yeah, so, like, these post-mat chats are kind of, like, they're either very all over the place or whatever. Our we went after something. But we did want to talk about what we realized. And I think, you know, continuing, continuing to utilize camps and seminars, having different intentions when you go into the open mats versus, you know, training a specific way, doing competition training or like... 
what you're gaining from jujitsu and how your perspective changes as a whole through your entire journey. And we just wanted to touch on that. I know it's like really random. And we're in the car, so it's a little bit different when we do the podcast this way too, because it's like we get distracted by, you know, traffic and food and like all this other shit. Mainly food. Oh, yeah. coffee. We get distracted yeah. by coffee a lot. So, we've had Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts today. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for listening. Follow our Instagram. Uh, you can follow Keely at Keely McCarty. You can follow me at What Misty Does or follow at Black Belt or Bust to uh, stay connected with us and keep up with all our training and what we're doing. Thank you for listening.